Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guests today are two authors, Pat LaMarche and Sherry Knowlton, from the team that wrote the novel American Roulette. In American Roulette, an eclectic group of authors collaborate to tell the story of eight people who happened to meet at the Liberty Mall food court on what they all believed would be a typical Friday in April. This blockbuster novel, full of mounting tension, dread, and all-too-familiar anguish, builds to an explosive ending that leaves readers gasping and asking, could this happen to me or someone I love? A concern for gun violence in America motivated 10 collaborators to write American Roulette. Most are award winners. All are standouts in their field. Together, they agreed to donate the proceeds from the book to gun violence prevention via the Charles Bruce Foundation, a 501c3 charitable organization. The authors are Matthew Best, Robert Bradshaw, Andy Carey, James Dodds, Cheryl Dunbychek, R. Sherry Knowlton, Pat LaMarche, Phyllis Arenio, J.M. West, and Cheryl Woodruff Brooks. So we're happy to have two of them today. Welcome, Pat and Sherry. Well, thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Yes, so what a project. I know uh, I played a small part in it, being the publisher, but also uh, a lovely lunch that we had some time back discussing how to coordinate this group. So maybe the first question is, what was it like to coordinate this many authors into what turns out to be a pretty interesting and compelling narrative? Um, uh, This is Pat. Um, I think it was far easier than we anticipated. Um, It sounded like a great idea, and then when we started doing it, we had some Zoom conversations. Several of the authors don't live easier than than we expected, and I think it's because we all had the same motivation. Um, we wanted to m- make really compelling characters, really ordinary but lovable people, which is what everybody is, pretty ordinary and pretty lovable. Um, and then uh, uh, there's a lot of dread, I think, writing it and reading it, because you know how this book ends. Right? It's right. going to end with all these people being gone. So um, it was surprisingly easy, but we did have a lot of help from um Cheryl Dunbychek, who was, uh, I, I call her the woman who built the, the loom that wove our threads together. Uh, you know, she really pulled our stuff together. And then we met at, a, that, at the weekend of that lunch we had with you, which, by the way, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we got together to face-to-face have a conversation about how this book would play out in the final stages. Yeah, well, it definitely works. Yeah. I would um, say that as an author, this is Sherry, um, I hadn't really thought about it going that it might be hard um, because I was excited about the project. I'd say that um, the the hardest part um, was in some of the details uh, where we, uh, toward the end, when, when, as Pat says, Cheryl wove the pieces together and the rest of us worked on it, we did have a lot to do with almost like a minute-by-minute timeline for the last chapter um, or so, uh, and that was probably the, the most difficult part of the book, I'd say. Right. right. There was one point where um, my character is witnessing something that another character is doing, 
and I got this phone call from Sherry that said, that happened 10 minutes earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, literally, it was that close a thing. And, and, you know, luckily, she caught that because it had happened that what I had my character witnessing had actually already happened. Right. So there were things that definitely made a little bit of a hurdle. But um, thankfully, we we all had the same end in sight. But from a structural perspective, just to summarize for the audience, we have eight different tracks because you have eight different characters. And it's all leading to that very intense few minutes at the end when they all come together. So how'd you write the final chapter? Um, Well, that was kind of an accident, actually. Um, One of our uh, really fantastic authors, really one of the people that was a diamond in the rough that we didn't even know was out there, um, is a man named Robert Bradshaw. And he's a disaster um, response uh, leader. He actually handled on when uh, the nuclear reactor melted down. More famously, maybe <laughs> for some people around here, he he was at Three Mile Island mm-hmm. um, when that happened. So when we started talking to him, he started giving us what the response would be and how historically and typically these mass shootings play out. And having an uh, an authority on the reality of gun violence on our team as one of the writers because uh, he writes the disaster response guy um, that was in, in uh, valuable. And so the, the end of the book actually changed from what we had planned hmm. once uh, Robert joined the team. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe we should talk a little bit about the team, you know, you both are on and I did not in the introduction say anything more than your names. So if you could kind of give us the, short uh, elevator talk about each one of our, our fine authors here. Well, um, Pat talked about Robert Bradshaw, who, as she said, was a, a real um, plus to, to the team. The originator of the idea was Reverend Matthew Best, who, um, oh, I guess in the beginning of 2023, after one of the many mass shootings, the recent cycle that uh, America seems to have developed for these things, you know, cover it wall to wall with the media, cover some of them, I probably should say, of these mass shootings wall to wall for 24, 36 hours. Um, then everybody has thoughts and prayers, and then they move on until the next one happens. Um, and so he came up with the idea of the book, went to Pat, uh, and, and uh, together they came up with the idea of each uh, a different authors writing each character because part of the focus for the book um, that Matthew wanted to have was on the individual people who are really affected by gun violence. So um, he's a, a Lutheran minister, uh, and, uh, you know, this, he writes uh, sermons and blogs, and, but this is his first book, I understand. Um, another author is Jody West. Um, she writes the Carlisle Crime Cases novels uh, as J.M. West, so she's pretty familiar here in the Carlisle area. Um, I think, um, Lawrence, you called her once the Agatha Christie of the Cumberland Valley, or I, I, I believe. I did say that. Um, Phyllis Arenio, uh is another author. Uh, she's written a few children's books, which are quite clever uh, and charming. 
Um, Andrew Carey was another uh, big technical um, expert on the the team. Um, he counseling all his life uh, for a while. He worked with uh, offenders and in the prison system, um, so he has a pretty good um, idea of, of um, the psyche of some of the people who are involved in gun violence. Um, Pat Lupton, um, one of her friends from Washington State, James Dodds, who's uh, won some prizes for his very unique um, short stories. Uh, and so he wrote a very vivid character for this novel. Uh, and then uh, Pat uh, and I are both uh, longtime writers. Pat's a journalist, a homeless advocate. Uh, and so much more, um, a political, she once ran for vice president of the United States. So, you know, she has a varied history. Um, I uh, worked in social services and in health insurance and Medicaid for a long time. But recently, uh, last 10 years, I've been writing a suspense series. So this was a bit of a departure for me. And then Cheryl Woodruff Brooks, uh, who is a historian and author, uh, wrote the introductions because we wanted to ground the book before it got into the fictional story in some real facts. All right. We're going to need to take our first break. We're talking to Pat LaMarche and Sherry Knowlton, who are members of the American Roulette author team. We'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books is the home of independent and diverse authors. Check out the agency books imprint for detective stories, tales of law enforcement, espionage, terrorism, spy thrillers, and more. Among the works available, KGB Banker by William Burton McCormick, The Apologist, a Luke Lundy novel by A.A. Weiss, and Douglas Brody's Sand or a Once Upon a Time in the Jazz Age. Find these and other fascinating books at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Pat LaMarche and Sherry Knowlton, two of the authors of the American Roulette Team, a novel about gun violence. And uh, one of the characters is the perpetrator. And uh, that is quite a different narrative or track for a character than the others. Who took on that monumental task? Um, well, we wanted to. We don't want to do too many spoilers here, but... Um we, uh, Matthew Best, the, the minister that Sherry had mentioned, his concern was about the humanity being lost uh, in these massive, in February of 2023, I did a little uh, looking up when, when this all might have triggered Matthew. Uh, there were about 122 people killed and 220 more wounded in these mass shootings. These are shootings that involve five or more people. Uh, and so that's a lot of humanity that's never going to be heard from again or forever impacted, not to mention their families and their communities. Uh, and so important to this entire dialogue and what a lot of people say is, um, you know, we should be, and you yourself might say it, Lawrence, instead of talking about the guns, let's talk about the people who are committing these crimes. Um, and what's the, what's the, the issue behind this sort of, wanton and un, unrestrained cruelty uh, to just kill people at random. 
Um, and so we wanted to make sure we had an authority on disordered thinking. That's why Dr. Carey, Andrew, Andy Carey, who um, Sherry was just mentioning, was so important. Right. Because he, um, he really could make sure all of our characters were, had their heads on straight, you know, that nobody was outside of what a normal character in that situation might be doing. Um, and while I can't tell you whether or not he actually wrote the killer, right, right, I can right. tell you that he made sure that the killer was spot on. Mm-hmm. And when you read the book, you will. If you get to the end, you will find out who wrote which character, uh, because we tell you that at the, after the book's over. But um, we were really, really careful to make sure that we had, just like um, Bob Bradshaw, we had somebody on the team that understood what we were talking about, because we didn't want some foolish misrepresentation or some pie-in-the-sky idea of what a killer might be from from a random novelist we wanted real truth because the point is to use this book to create you know in, enhanced dialogue about gun violence and we couldn't do that if we had an unbelievable killer right well you know i, I think you have um two very very difficult problems on the one hand there's more guns than people in this country Probably the vast majority of them never get used for anything. They're more uh, collected or they're wall hangers or there's something in a drawer or safe that never gets pulled out, thankfully. And then we have these events that occur. And it seems like, at least from my perspective, watching the news, these news cycle things that you mentioned, Sherry, it seems like there's no real common theme between them. Sometimes it's some kind of um, hatred it could be for whatever reason. Other times it just seems completely random. Um, it, you know, you try to piece that together and say, what what's the solution to this? But, you know, I was thinking the other day that uh, in the animal kingdom, animals kill for sustenance and they kill for self-defense. Human beings, we are way beyond that. What triggers in a human being that they will just eliminate randomly other people that they don't know or really don't care about or never got to know. It's, it's, it's a very different situation than you're in a tense relationship and it, re- you know, it rears up to violence. This is just, I don't know. We could, we could probably talk all day about possibilities, but just share a few thoughts that you two might have on this. Um, you know, I, I think uh, one of the, the the problems with gun violence, as you say, is that uh, there's all sorts of what you could call root causes. There's things that uh, maybe to those of us who don't participate in gun violence, whether it's mass shootings or, you know, picking up a gun and shooting somebody that you're having an argument with, um, for, for those of us, it, it seems somewhat baffling. Um, and, and so, um, uh, personally, I, I think that's one, one of the, the, the reasons that, um, it seems to be so difficult for, um, this country to sort of grapple with what to do about gun violence. I mean, um, in 2023 that they haven't redone, but I think it's something like 83% of Americans believe that we have a gun violence problem. Um, but uh, there's a lot of chatter that seems to, oh, I'm sorry, um, 
Yes, it's it's eighty three percent, and that wasn't a Fox News poll. That was a Pew poll. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a up to you know eighty seven people percent of people who think that we should be better enforcing gun laws and doing background checks and things like this. But everybody has their own idea um, about what can be done. Some are probably achievable. um, Some are are less achievable, uh, given, as you say, Lawrence, the the vast number of guns that are in this country. Um, But what we were trying to achieve with this book was to have people start to talk about it, to to not just say, oh, there's a problem, but to begin to engage. And we don't offer specific solutions, um, as this is a fictional piece of work, um, but we're really hoping that it will precipitate more discussion. Yeah. Yeah, and I I just want to throw in there that... um, uh, I don't know if uh, probably everybody's read Steinbeck's Winter of Our Discontent. That's uh, one of my favorite books. But it, that also talks about when killing's okay and when killing isn't okay. And that's, a, it's, you know, as you said, the, the shark who's decided that that little minnow looks pretty cute uh, or tasty. Um, but, you know, there's this, there's this uh, line that humans draw about when killing's just quite fine. Uh, go to war, uh, someone broke in your home. There are, there are lines we draw. And uh, it seems in some cases that this uh, mass shooting business is an act of willful evil. And in other cases, someone's line is blurred. And But what is that thing? And so what we wanted as authors was to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We, we just want to talk about it. Um, it is a unique thing to humans, but it's not happening to all humans. It's happening to humans in the United States. And so we want to have a discussion, and it is for sale in New Zealand and Canada and Germany, <laughs> the book, but <clears throat> there it's not doesn't have the same importance as it has here in the United States where this is such a striking phenomena. Agreed. Well, we're going to have to take another break. We're talking to Pat LaMarche and Sherry Knowlton. Two members of the team that wrote the novel, American Roulette, will be right back. Sunbury Press Books brings the reader unique and independent works of fiction and nonfiction. Oxford Southern is our educational and academic imprint. Releases such as Philip Mosley's Telling of the Anthracite, Art a la Carte, a memoir of a wayfaring art teacher by Marianne Bickett, and Mildred Schindler Jansen's autobiography, Surviving Hitler, Evading Stalin. Click on the Oxford Southern link for more at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Pat LaMarche and Sherry Knowlton two of the authors of American Roulette. And uh, let's talk a little bit about what's happening with you all in the novel, appearances you might be making, events, anything coming up you'd like to mention. Oh, yeah, well, um, we are, and we are looking for more events. We, um, we should have an event calendar up on the website, which AmericanRoulette.vip, like very important people. Um, we are hoping to um, just make ourselves so busy we can't think. But coming right up this week, on Friday, we will be in Washington, D.C., in front of the White House. Um, we'll be talking to people about gun violence. There is <laughs> there is the looming threat of a shutdown. Uh, you know, so oh, that's, that's right. <laughs> but, um, but I think the, the vote is that we're going to go anyway um, because okay. the discussion will be there, and it will be easier to park. 
because nobody will be at work. Um, and then Saturday uh, in Carlisle, we'll be at History on High, uh, which is the gift shop that goes with the Historical Society. And all the authors will be there with the exception of, of James Dodds, who's uh, in Cheney, Washington. But he, we will be um, bringing him in via Zoom. We'll discuss the book and, and have conversations and and hopefully increase that dialogue we were talking about. Yes, I personally delivered the books to History on High, and they were very excited to see them. So it's a lot of fun to do that. Uh, Great. What's the response been? Have you had any feedback from anybody yet? Um, I would say that we have been thrilled by the response so far. And there's a little bit of irony to that because, you know, this is a a book about a somber subject, so it, it feels not quite um, right to be, you know, happy uh, uh, when you get so much response. But we had a number of reviews uh, early on um, before the book was published. Uh, we distributed a few advance copies from both the independent book review from um, Fred Gutenberg and Chris Brown, who are uh, key national figures in the, the fight against gun violence, uh, a number of other uh, clerical and uh, uh, clerical people, authors. But uh, particularly rewarding has been the fact that this book has been out just two weeks at the most, not even two weeks. Um, and um, we're racking up the reader reviews on Amazon, and so far they're all five-star, uh, with actually fairly detailed reviews from people uh, who just uh, talk about it sometimes being a difficult book to read, but an important book. Um, and a few people have even said everybody in America should read this book. So that's very heartening to, to see that response, especially so early uh, in the trajectory of this uh, book's release. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't probably know ought that to add that. Yeah, happy's probably not the right word. Maybe the energy associated with it, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's a good, that's that's good, Lawrence. Yeah. And uh, we should add that Chris Brown, who is the executive director of Brady, Brady, of course, being the man who was shot when Ronald Reagan was shot back in the day. Um, she has issued a trigger warning. Um, that's a terrible pun, probably, but um, just there are people who have have lived through gun violence and other extremely violent episodes. And she said for some people, and for herself, it's a little triggering. So people who want to delve into this topic and talk more about it, we, we do want you to read the book, but, but go gently into that good night if, uh, if this cuts close to home, because um, we do understand that hopefully, thankfully, we were pretty accurate, but there's a double edge to that sword. Yeah, I can imagine that. And that's a point that I did want to make uh, was, you know, this is fiction. But your objective was to try to create a situation where a reader who's not experienced this in real life, and God forbid they ever did, because we don't wish that on anybody, but it allows you to be in that moment and to experience the emotions and uncertainty, fear, whatever that you can express in words in a novel, because I'm sure a lot of this you really can't express in words, so... You know, well, yes, well um, I just recently I read an article um, uh, and uh, quoted Jane Smiley, the author, 
who um, said something along the lines that fiction um, allows people to get in touch with their emotions often in a way that real life doesn't because you're too overwhelmed with real life, but fiction gives you that little bit of distance that allows your emotions and your thinking to be engaged um, that um, is very valuable. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's similar to like a role playing or just other other ways that you can in some way experience or imagine the unthinkable. Well, we've heard that from a, lo- a lot of people who would have um, had a discussion about gun violence, but several people have said, "I when that comes on TV, I just shut it off. I can't hear about those little kids at Uvalde. Yeah. I can't I can't talk about that." And I get that. I, I, who wants to think about Sandy Hook? Nobody, right? So this is a way, you know, if you want to talk about Emma Franz or Earl Bricker or some of the characters in this book, we can because mm-hmm. they don't exist. They're they're creations of our imagination. There is really no grieving family for these guys. So we can do that. And that's our hope is that people will start having that broader conversation that they block out of their minds when they see the the true stories on TV. Yeah. Well, in the minute or two we have left, let's talk about the Charles Bruce Foundation and the role it's playing and the, you know, what you're doing with the proceeds from the book. The Charles Bruce Foundation is a 501c3 in central Pennsylvania, and it supports uh, the arts and the artists and musicians and writers who make them. And so uh, we uh, went through them. All of our uh, author royalties will be and the money that we get when we're out on the on the road hawking our books will go to the Charles Bruce Foundation. Um, none of the writers is going to make a dime from any of the the formats of this book, the ebook or the um, hardcover or the softcover. All of that money will go through the Charles Bruce Foundation, and the treasurer Dana Sinander will be then, according to how we vote, the the ten of us vote each quarter. We'll send that money to gun prevention organizations. We actually spoke with a couple of them Wednesday at the Friends Meeting House in Harrisburg at a convention about gun violence, a group of people that we didn't even know were working to end gun violence. So we're going to keep doing our due diligence every quarter, and every quarter we'll send that money out to people through the Charles Bruce Foundation um, so that hopefully this book has more change than just creating dis- discussion. Maybe it'll actually help fund change that is just so admirable that you all are doing that um you know we support that as well as the publisher helping to make that happen and we're just thrilled you know, lawrence we appreciate you so much i mean we came to you we, <laughs> we dropped this on your lap uh yes. seven months ago we said we want to we want to make this book and we want to make it now uh-huh. because um i didn't know it but a month later my son in his high school class would be locked down because there was a shooter in farmington new mexico that was within 100 yards of their school that ended up shooting nine people and killing three of them uh and then my entire family was in lockdown in maine uh last week yes this stuff just keeps happening to us <laughs> yeah. and we wanted to do it fast and you did it fast for us and we're just so grateful well, let's hope Yes, it. we do appreciate that. I mean, you've uh, put the pedal to the metal, as they say, and got <laughs> the book out. Uh, support on all of this. And we're happy to do it. You know, this is one of those things, mo- most books you put out with the idea of it becoming a bestseller for, you know, a whole bunch of personal reasons for the author, whatever. This is more about a cause. 
and not not enough of our work is is for that reason. So I'm glad we've got something here as an example, and hopefully it's effective, and it makes a difference. So uh, we're yeah. just about out of time. I'll, I'll give uh, both of you a quick closing comment. I just hope, folks, you know, uh, let us know. Um, go talk to your library. Uh, we really do want to sell a bunch of these books and make some money to end gun violence. But the good news is uh, we'd rather have people read them. So get a hold of your local library. Tell the library to get in touch with us. Um, get the library to buy a couple of copies so everybody in your community can read it um, and talk to your book club. Um, you know, let's let's have a conversation. And we will. there are 10 of us, so we'll make ourselves available to chat via Zoom or some other way with your book club if you want. And I would just echo, as Pat had said earlier, um, we are more than willing to, to come out and do events, whether it's your book club, this would be a great book club read, uh, whether it's to talk to your Rotary Club, your library, whatever. There are 10 of us. We're available. You might not get all of us, but uh, you could get one or two of us to talk to you, and you can get in touch with us through the American Roulette VIP website or Sunbury Press um, if you uh, forget that uh, and uh, need a way to get in touch with us. Uh, we're happy to do events and talk about this book. Yeah, just uh, I'll close with saying it's out on paperback, ebook, and hardcover, available wherever books are sold. And again, the website for the team is AmericanRoulette.VIP to be specific. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.